Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Well, now everybody's going to be watching the Rangers in Washington tonight. If you've not heard, Tom Wilson not suspended. The Rangers put out a quite uh, terse statement that Brendan Escott is going to uh, pull up here momentarily and uh, bang off once he coordinates a hookup with David Staples. And we'll source that out a little bit later on in today's edition of Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. The New York Rangers today fire John Davidson, their president, and Jeff Gordon, their general manager. We will tell you that uh, Glenn Sather, at the age of 77, is still a Rangers um Senior advisor in that organization, Chris Drury, uh, seen by many to be a rising star, uh, is their assistant GM, who by all reports was going to be looking at uh, general manager opportunities around the league this summer. Uh, the Rangers fell out of it late. They actually were out of it early. <laughs> Ironically, when David Quinn stepped away, when they had a bit of a COVID outbreak, Chris Knobloch came in and suddenly the team started scoring which actually isn't a surprise if you look at the history of Chris Knobloch as a coach. Wherever he goes, his teams can score. Breeds offensive confidence in his players. Uh, so Drury and Knobloch have been running their farm team. Their farm team is, in, I think, in second spot in the division right now. They've had a pretty good farm team last couple of years since Knobloch has been there after leaving the Flyers as an assistant. That's the same guy who coached the Erie Otters to four straight 50-plus win seasons, the only coach in major junior history to do so. So the Rangers fire their top two executives today on the heels of the statement yesterday where the Rangers flat out challenged the competency of George Peros and um, crazy stuff. Uh, it's believed that that actual statement was crafted by Charles Dolan and that uh, the Rangers, John Davidson and uh, Jeff Gordon distanced themselves a bit from it. Well, now they're distanced themselves uh, from the Rangers or the Rangers have distanced themselves from them. Crazy, crazy stuff. Oilers now again brought to you by Digitex. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ashley Fine Floors.
providing winning results for over 35 years. We'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to uh, Japanese Village. Now open for takeout orders. You'll find Don and his staff at jvedmonton.ca for full details. That gives you a bit of a sense of things. Uh, David Staples coming up for the call to hockey for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock. W-I-L-H-A-U-K today to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. All right, uh, David, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. How about you? Good. I'm going to change things up a bit. Um, but just a quick thought. What did you think of the uh, Wilson situation? Should he have been suspended? Bob, I... I just so shocking to see him, you know, ripping Panarin's helmet off his head. He spent like five seconds, ten seconds getting that helmet off, and he throws him pretty much head first to the ice. It's it's unbelievable. It's it's unfathomable to me that Wilson didn't get ten games. I mean, that was almost he's he was approaching. Bertuzzi levels of recklessness and potential harm to another player. And the fact, you know, we've been complaining a lot. People have been complaining a lot, me, about the Peterborough Mafia and how they're not getting it done. Well, if this is Gary Bettman's NHL, he's running the show. If he's not going to hold those guys accountable, make sure they make the right calls, that's on him in the end, and he's got to go. Because this this is getting, I mean... it's enough to turn people away from the game. Like I'm a hardcore fan. I love hockey, but seeing that just makes me hate the NHL for a second. Like honestly, I just think, what is going wrong with these guys? Yeah, I was amazed he didn't get suspended as well. Uh, you and me sort of grew up in a time watching the Oilers defend themselves. People forget. Yes, they had the most electrifying, high-scored, greatest offensive machine that we've ever seen in the 1980s, but they could support that team. They had Dave Semenko, they had Kevin McClellan and Marty McSorley and Don Jackson, and then later on brought in Dave Brown and Kelly Buckberger. You wanted to go with the Oilers, Jeff Bukaboom, Steve Smith, the Oilers would throw down with you at any time as well. Is there a degree, and I and a part of me wonders a bit, like hearing Joffrey Lupley yesterday, a comment that was tweeted out by Joe Haggerty, uh, Joffrey was on a, a blo- uh, on one of those podcasts and just said, look, like the Rangers kind of got punked here. Like they didn't respond themselves as a team and everybody's got to, is there a degree of truth to that, do you think, or do you think that concept is passe and it's gone past, uh, and, and, it, and it's more incumbent upon ever than before that the league defends the players, David? The difference between now and then, Bob, is that we know so much more about concussions. I mean, how many tragic, utterly tragic stories have we heard about NHL enforcers um, getting dementia? Um, there's been suicide. There's been all of these terrible consequences for these guys who were enforcers at that time. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And what we know about concussions now is just light years different than, than what we knew back then. And because of that, you can't have... Um, you know, I think we're going to see an end to fighting sooner or later because of that. And I know when I see guys getting punched, I just feel totally different than I felt then. Before it was all rock'em, sock'em robots, rock'em, sock'em hockey. We all loved it. I loved it. Uh, you know, there's a few people who spoke out against it. But now it just feels, you kind of get a sick feeling in your stomach when you see a guy get punched in the head and get knocked unconscious on the ice. Um, it's just, it's so different because of that. So I just think the NHL really is responsible, and they've got to start to act in a responsible manner. I'm not seeing that from, from Batman. 
Elliot Friedman is just reporting right now that the New York Rangers have confirmed uh, that Chris Jury will be the president and general manager of the New York Rangers. Again, if you've not heard uh, in the heels of all of this that occurred with uh, Tom Wilson, uh, the New York Rangers today, less than 45 minutes ago, have... Uh, fired general manager Jeff Gordon and president John Davidson and they are being replaced by Chris Jury. I wonder, I mean, Slats always had, Slats played on the Canadians in the mid-70s when they answered Philadelphia's toughness in, in, in the mid-1970s. We've talked about this before, David. I, I just wish I could have the video of it, but I'm told one of the... Uh, most legendary retaliatory games of all time in hockey history occurred at the Spectrum at the start of the 75-76 season. Canadians brought up all their tough guys from Nova Scotia, had guys like Larry Robinson as well, and just went into Philadelphia after the Flyers had won back-to-back cups and laid a beatdown on the to the point that Moose Dupont wanted no part of it. Right. So, yep. and and Glenn Sather came from that era of the Canadians, and the Oilers had that in the '80s. And I just wonder if he's philosophically not because he still has the ear of the owner with the Rangers. I wonder whether or not they felt that maybe they should have had a little. They traded away Brendan Lemieux this year. Maybe they should have had a little bit more muscle in the lineup. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of fog of war right now, Bob. We don't really know, like, were they were they fired because their team wasn't tough enough, or were they fired because their response to the NHL was too tough or not tough enough? You know, how, like, what, why were they? Why are they being let go right now? We just, I would say, we don't know. And you know, your theory may be correct, but um, I, I can only guess right now. I, I don't, I don't know. All right, let's switch focus, David. Let's get on to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, lots of one of the things that you do, uh, not just with the cult of hockey, but with your day job uh, with Post Media. Which, by the way, I saw that you were getting shots from both the uh, the far left individuals and the far right individuals for a piece you wrote last week. Uh, but anyhow, uh, is there a possibility of some of the announcements that have come out regarding a, a couple of vaccines here over the last twenty four hours? Can the Edmonton Oilers get vaccinated soon? It's it's uh, I, I didn't cross my mind initially, but then I, when I thought about it, so tomorrow you can when you're if you're 30 you can book vaccines. So there's a number of Oilers players who are 30 and over, they can go get vaccinated as of tomorrow or, or book an appointment at least. And as of coming Monday, everyone on the team uh, will be eligible. And this is this is major news for the Edmonton Oilers. And I and if I'm not mistaken, we will be the first province to offer vaccines for people that young in Canada. So they're going to get they can get vaccinated during the regular season if there's any after effects of the vaccine it'll be during the regular season not during the playoffs for the next few days you know you might have some soreness and sickness from the vaccine itself so they'll get over that if if they get it right away and i suspect that they probably will try to get uh, as quickly in line as they can um so huge to not have not have the threat of an outbreak or a major outbreak or um during the playoffs i mean just imagine bob if, if the orders were in a playoff series and they had you know what happened to vancouver or buffalo or some ha- other teams it would have been horrible yeah they'd have to forfeit that's what would happen there'd be yeah. no delay in the playoffs you'd have to forfeit that situation Exactly. So that seems it's huge news. Now, maybe not all the players want it. It's a personal decision. But I suspect that a lot of them are going to go in and um, the Oilers will be in a much better position. Where are you at in terms of how the Oilers look heading into the playoffs? We're five games out right now. You know, um, I was a little pessimistic before, but in the last 10 games, uh, I have really, uh, you know, I was optimistic at the start of the year and I'm back to that because um, what I'm seeing and especially I, I you know I track scoring chances Bruce McCurdy and I do and what I'm seeing against the top the, against the other playoff teams both at even strength and overall the Oilers have a slight edge in scoring grade A scoring chances so um, that's really good news 
they're going to be they're going to be facing these very strong teams. But if the Oilers just keep playing like they've been playing uh, in the last since the very start of the season, at least they're going to be fine, Bob. I I, I would not be at all surprised to see them come out of the uh, North Division and get to the semifinals. Uh, if Mike Smith is remains hot, um, this team can go a long way. Dominic Cahoon and Connor Yamamoto flanking Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yamamoto is ice cold. He's yeah. got just one goal in his last 22 games, but, they, I mean, they have tilted the ice. I think they had like a 70% shot share in the first game. I didn't check last night's numbers. Your thoughts on that line? I really doubted that line initially because they hadn't, that group of players had been together a little bit, hadn't had a lot of success, and I was wondering about its size. So against a team like Vancouver, which isn't very physical right now, which has a lot of guys injured, and I still think they play intense hockey, but they're not playing physical hockey. That line has been excellent. They've just they've moved the puck around. They've like last game they they intricate passing plays on about five great scoring chance opportunities. That line was flying out there. Uh, before though, I'm sold on that line for the playoffs. Um, I'd like to see them against the big physical team because I I have my doubts that that same line will work against any probably any of the five three other teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Well, and that's a fair assessment. I mean, let's go back to the 2017 playoffs, and Milan Lucic and Jordan Everlay were on a line with uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. The Oilers had to move away from that after uh, the uh, you know game four loss at home and ended up uh, changing the uh, lines out a bit. Ed McDavid and Settle pretty much center of their own line. Then McDavid had the six points, and we've talked about this 874 times right now, David, over the last several years. <laughs> let's not forget, Lucic, Nugent Hopkins, and Jordan Everlay were making a combined $18 million, throwing another $4 million for Benoit Pouli- who finished the series with Nugent Hopkins and Everlay, $22 million. Those guys did not score one even-strength goal in a seven-game series in which Edmonton lost three games by a goal, including two in overtime. If they'd scored in any of the games, Edmonton wins that series. So I'm like you. I'm kind of waiting to see what happens here. Um, and I still think Zach Cassian ultimately may end up playing a factor uh, for uh, the Edmonton Oilers at some point. David Staples, Cult of Hockey, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Kulikov and Larson, you heard a bit of a reference from Brian Lawton. He talked about the fact just a small little addition with Kulikov maybe slotting people. Your assessment of their performance so far? Kulikov um, looked a little shaky moving the puck uh, in the first couple games, but he's looked better in the last couple games, again, against Vancouver. But um, I think as he and Larson are settling in together, that pairing's looking looking like it could be a real shutdown pairing. And, and we've seen from the start Kulikov has that ability to put people into the boards, separate them from the puck. He's a physical defenseman. He can move the puck a bit. Maybe he has moments now and then where he coughs it up. Uh, but I think I think that pairing could give the Oilers kind of that big physical uh, defensive presence you're going to need against, certainly against Montreal. And I'm getting increasingly worried that we're going to be facing Montreal in the first round, which is my least favorite opponent for that first round. But uh, Kulikov could, could help against a team like that. All right. Uh, Darnell Nurse. He's up to 15 even strength goals. I put a tweet out last night. I took some heat from some guys a couple weeks ago. You're an idiot, Stauffer, for suggesting that he has the possibility to be a Larry Robinson-esque type defenseman. Larry Robinson, six foot three, 220 pounds. He was tough. He could skate. He could transition the puck. And he didn't have overwhelming numbers early in his career. We talked about six goals, 26 points uh, as a 22-year-old. The exact same numbers that Darnell Nurse had. Darnell, Larry Robinson 
Johnson's career high, David, 19 goals in a season. Nurse is up to 16, and he doesn't play on the best power play unit, uh, on the first PP uh, unit for the Oilers, on the best power play in the entire league. Uh, give me your assessment on the coach's poll that Pierre Lebrun did about defensemen around the NHL. Victor, he got all 31 coaches LeBron did. It's in the athletic to answer him. And the vast majority of them, I think 22 out of 31, if I'm not mistaken, had uh, Victor Hedman in the number one spot. Uh, Adam Fox was kind of had about half the votes of Hedman. Darnell Nurse, um, I think he had a couple, it's hard to tell, but I think he had one or two votes, but he was in fifth place in that voting. And uh, you know, I think I've told you before, I thought when you first brought up that Robinson comparison earlier this year, I thought, wow, that's going out on a limb. That's kind of, I'm not sure I buy that. But as I'm watching him play, Bob, it's looking more and more um, like it's kind of a, he's still not there yet, but he's getting there. He's moving in that direction. And mainly because he's just so much more confident with the puck every single year. He's just smoother with the puck, making better decisions with the puck, calmer with the puck. I don't know, like in the past, I know he had worked with Adam Oates, and that's really what they work on is those puck retrievals and all those little moments on the boards where you get the puck and, and puck protect and make a move. And it's coming together for this player. He 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 is an elite NHL defenseman. He is going to be on Team Canada, I suspect, if Canada goes to the Olympics. And he's in the Norris conversation. And it's all based, it's all on merit. I had somebody text me, call him, text me, longtime uh, sports fan here in the city, businessman. He said, Bob, don't let people bring you down. The Oilers are, sit- <laughs> the Oilers are sitting with a record of 32-17-2. they got a plus-32 goal differential. they got the two highest-scoring players in the world, a guy having a record-setting pace. they got two defensemen that are amongst the t- top 10 or 12 scoring defensemen in the league. they got a goalie having an unbelievable year. Maybe sometimes Oilers fans just have to go sit back and decompress and go, you know, it's not too bad right now. And here's the beauty, David. They got a chance to be better next year, to build better depth, which might tilt the ice a little bit more in the second, third line sort of situation, obviously, if that elite top end. Well, look who they have coming, Bob. They've got Holloway coming. They've got uh, McLeod coming up. And, he, you know, he's already going to – I think McLeod's going to play in the playoffs. I'd be surprised if he didn't at this point because of his size and speed and the way he's handled himself. They've got Philip Broberg coming up. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's a year away. And we all saw Bouchard this last game I mean what he's such an amazing skill player he's such a unique player because of his calm on the ice and and precision passing and shooting um this just from internal improvement alone from these young guys this team's going to get a lot better David thanks for your time we'll hook up next week stay out of trouble <laughs> trouble's my business Bob talk to you later there you go. That's David Staples. Call to hockey. It's 124 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. Come back uh, with the North Division report, which may be a little bit superseded today by the news out of New York City involving the New York Rangers. Our North Division report brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax. Eklos, uh, Remax. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Excellence. And we'll also uh, get to the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It is 127 in Edmonton. Uh, the Biden administration, it's now being reported, COVID vaccine stocks have plunged as Biden's administration supports waiving patent protections. That is big news. Somehow I don't think uh, Bill Gates would necessarily be happy with that, but he's having a tough enough week already. Uh, Anyhow, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Crazy times indeed. They're waving their protections. All right, let's go to the North Division Report, brought to you by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Here's Brendan Escott. Oilers are six back of Toronto for the division lead, holding a game in hand. Montreal has caught Winnipeg now in terms of points each at 57 through 51 games, but Winnipeg is in third. They've got one more regulation win. Uh, Montreal holds down the fourth and final playoff spot of which Calgary is now 10 points back. Ottawa 12 out and Vancouver is in last place. They're now four back of Ottawa. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home. It all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. So if Winnipeg and Montreal win tonight, Winnipeg plays Calgary. The Flames are officially eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, we'll save the Oilers Now injury report for the final segment of the show. We'll head off to Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. It's 128 in Edmonton. And when we return for legacy heating and cooling, certainly all over uh, some of the league news, a guy that worked for the National Hockey League, our NHL insider, John Shannon. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.